If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Starting with something simple like just getting some hearts and mixing your own chocolate, I think you get more out of that, right? And then me just giving you a box of chocolates, you know, about a box of custom-made chocolates by me. Valentine's Day is coming. And you could just go with the standard Valentine greetings and gifts for the special people in your life. But why not use your creativity, coupled with some maker skills, to come up with something that's uniquely yours and a whole lot more fun? Technologist, maker, and storyteller Mitchell Malpartita has some great ideas. Mitch is the founder of Masterful Creation Steam Academy, as well as a regular contributor to the Make Online community. Mitch teaches both school maker workshops and online webinars. He focuses on ingenuity and fun without things getting too complicated or too expensive. Because you can throw a bunch of money at and technology and you can do all these crazy things, but the harder part is to make something beautiful and simple. But he's more than equal to that challenge. And he likes to show his students that they are too. You know, everyone is a maker. You're human, so you're a maker. So it's like, explore that. With Valentine's Day coming up, I'd love to do something fun with you. I'd love to throw some common concepts out about Valentine's Day and you tell me what projects perhaps might work well as a maker that we could do. Sure. Let's say, what about Valentine cards? What could we do as a maker that's beautiful and simple and make a Valentine? For Valentine's, and, and I think that's where a lot of people, especially nowadays, right, are thinking more on the creative side and what they can do with all this online stuff. And so going back into simple, nothing is more simple than a card, right? And you start with a card and that can be a card, you know, just using cardstock and thinking about like layering techniques. So for example, cutting out a heart, simple heart, right? You cut out simple heart, but behind that heart where the hole is, you can put something like uh, semi-transparent, like tissue paper, like the gift wrap tissue paper. And then behind that, you can put a little simple LED light taped to a coin battery and it can pulse and glow. And then just that experience alone, it's like, wow, look at this well thought out project, right? And then you can go from there, right? So you start with that basic concept. What are you trying to, what's the feeling you're trying to evoke from your recipient? right? And then start to just simple things and layer those and kind of like build up to something that, you know, that you feel proud of. How fun. Let's go with another concept. A lot of people go dancing on Valentine's Day. What might we do with dancing? Well, I like Just Dance. I don't know if you ever played Just Dance, but (laughs) it's a game. Uh, It's a game on the Xbox. I have it on other platforms as well but I have it on the Xbox and I have the Connect, So it's like a camera system that can see you and track your motions. And so with the kids and stuff, you know, we always play with that. But in terms of like developing a project for dance, when you hear a beat, right? Or a rhythm, your body wants to dance, at least for me. <laughs> like I want to dance, I want to move. And so it's going to tie into sound. So your project will tie into sound, something that maybe it could even be a project where you use something like GarageBand or or even 
there's an app called, I think it was, it's by Sphero. And I think it's like Spectrum or something, but it's like a sort of like a sampling device. Mm-hmm. So you can like sample different sounds and then you kind of mix them. And so you can, you can create sort of like the modern mixtape, <laughs> right? Or like a DJ, a DJ setup, and you can basically make and record your significant other or someone that's special to you, like record a, basically a mixtape for them, right? And it's personalized because with the sound sampling, you could record yourself, right? You can, you know, whisper sweet nothings and put that into a mix and, you know, put a nice beat on that and then present that as a, you know, as a gift and dance to it, actually, right? That's kind of the whole point. How cool. That would be really fun. Of course, I've saved the standard for last. Flowers and candy. What could we as makers do with those? Candy, I, I like candy because because it's delicious. But, but besides that, <laughs> besides that, there's been and I've been watching these shows on Netflix where there's sort of like these competitions, right? You know, like these baking competitions and such. And there was one in particular where they were combining baking and engineering. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so with that, there's a lot of, you know, confectionery stuff, right? So you got, you know, making with sugar and candy and melting stuff and chocolate, you know, can you make a chocolate boat, which was pretty amazing to me to see that. But with that, that alone, like made me go to the store, the craft store and find some silicone molds, you know, the melting chocolates that you can use. And, and we did that with the kids and we just kind of like melted chocolate into our molds and then, you know, decorated those. And that was fun. That was a fun experience. And plus, you know, I always see there's an opportunity for learning. So I'm like understanding, well, you know, how can we make the chocolate better? And, and like learning the techniques like tempering, like what's tempering chocolate? And it's like, well, I don't know what the heck tempering chocolate is. But watching the shows kind of like taught me that. I was like, oh, now I got some new skills, right? I was entertained. I got some new skills. I uh, applied those skills. And I did a webinar not too long ago, which was Let's Be Baconeers, right? And that's, that's like a, a series that I'm trying to like practice and develop more, where it was creating gingerbread, working with isomalt, which I didn't really work with before, and trying to like make things and then apply some technology to that to like animate it, right? You know? And that was fun. So creating a project like that, and it's, they're so accessible now, right? You go to Michael's Hobby Lobby, you know, those kind of craft stores, you can obviously you can go online and purchase the materials, but starting with something simple like that, like just getting some hearts and mixing your own chocolate for somebody, I think is, you know, I think you get more out of that, right? And then me just giving you a box of chocolates, you know, about a box of custom made chocolates by me, you know, maybe I know your tastes and, you know, and I kind of tweak it, tweak the recipe. So it's just me doing that. And then in terms of flowers, thermoplastic is cool. I like working with thermoplastic. Cosplayers use it all the time for their, you know, the costumes and making props and such. And with the thermoplastic, you know, it's very simple to work with. You can basically boil hot water. I mean, well, obviously when you boil, it's going to be hot, but (laughs) you get water to a boil. I think it's like 165 degrees or whatever is the target area designation you put these plastic pellets in it and they become transparent when they're transparent you can work with them like a clay they are you know it's kind of hot to work with but it's not so hot where you're gonna burn yourself you know you can you kind of get a feel for it but 
with that, you can basically shape anything you want, right? And then when it cools, it becomes hard. Like, you know, just like a regular plastic, anything you have on your desk, your mouse, like that kind of hardness. And then let's say you made a mistake, you can just simply reheat it. You can use you can use a heat gun to like specifically target certain areas that you want to adjust or refine. You can scrap the whole thing and start over again and it's not a problem. And that's what I really like about it is just it's so forgiving because you know, I don't consider myself an artist or a sculptor or anything like that. So I like working with something that is very forgiving and I can just redo it over and over until I get it right. And then add a little, a little LED, a little technology just to like enhance the experience. How difficult is it to add the LED light and the battery? Are you using a conductive what, wire? Yeah, you can use you can use regular wire, you know, copper wire, it would be fine. You can use conductive tape, which is great because it's very simple. It's just tape, right? And the adhesive is also conductive. So you have the material itself, the copper part, and then the adhesive being conductive allows you to do wires in any which way you want. And you can also use conductive thread. The conductive thread is fun to use, very simple, and it's going to be three volts. So it's just like a coin battery and you can just, you know, you can basically you build around it. So you would have the LED and you start to put the thermoplastic around it. And that's sort of like your stem or wherever you want the stem to be. And then you just kind of create these layers. And no one says it has to be a rose. You can go exotic and it could be real flowers. It can be a picture of a flower that you've seen and start to analyze that and say, oh, how is that flower shaped? What is the shapes? And then trying to put those shapes together to create your own unique gift, right? So it's not just giving somebody a rose, right? It can be some exotic flower. My daughter was making what's called a blaze lily, I think, from a video game. And so she was working on that as her flower, which was pretty cool. Is this the daughter who made the very cool project before with Ada Lovelace? Yes, yes, actually, yes. And she's my oldest. Yeah, it was like a soda bottle project. And we have thermoplastic in that project as well as little bits with these little magnetic snap circuits. And you can do a lot of quick prototyping with that. So I tend to use those in these prototypes. I also saw on your YouTube channel where one of your daughters, I'm assuming the same one, did a Romeo and Juliet scene with the Dash and Dot robots. Oh, yes. (laughs) It was a family effort, right? So my wife helped and did the costumes and you know my daughters are doing the voices and when you do the voices on dash and dot and they're by wonder workshop which i do webinars for too funny situation but yeah so for that it was you know you know having fun with it and also you know getting the kids to think creatively so it's not just hey you know here's a robot i'm going to program it to do stuff but like here's you know a scene out of classic literature and make it fun, you know, make it a fun experience and involve multiple skill sets. You mentioned your family. Your son was just coming on the scene when you and I first met. You were just about to have your fourth child. Well, okay, your wife was. Let's give him his due. What have you learned as a maker from not only watching him grow up and develop as a maker, but also from seeing your daughters interact with the projects? Oh, that's a great question. So once the kids learn not to put stuff in their mouth... <laughs> then they're ready to start exploring, you know, making things, right? Technology and whatnot. And I've done this with all the kids is, you know, expose them to technology. And it's sort of 
it's similar like you would, you know, when you just give them just the blocks, right? Foam blocks, wooden blocks and things like that, but introduce technology. And for each of them, which is interesting, for each of them, they engaged with it differently. And, you know, and they, you know, started to develop some skills. My daughters are at the point where, you know, I'll show them something, then they don't want to hear it. And they're like, no, nah, I don't, it's okay. I know how to do that, dad. I know how to do that. <laughs> so they're like so confident. And then like my son, my son, he's, he loves technology. He loves being hands-on and working with stuff. And, and my daughters are the same, but I noticed it's like, as they get older, they're just like, you know, they don't want to do like these projects with daddy. They want to do it on themselves. Right. So my son, I'm happy because my son is still at that age where he wants to do these projects with me, you know? So it's really amazing to see that development, but yeah, he has taken, it's like a, you know, natural it's, you know, at that point you're showing him the technology, like he uses Alexa, you know, on his own. And we have this device it's called Amazon glow. And it's basically like a projector system that projects onto the table surface. And you can kind of like interact with it. It has games and such. And one of the cool features about that, besides the interactive part of the touch, is that you can have your family sort of dial in and they'll sort of do like a FaceTime thing and actually be able to interact with the game that the child is playing at the same time. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty neat. And so my kids will do those. They'll like, if I'm in my office, like right now we're, we're talking, they'll basically use the device and call me and try and get me to play with them, <laughs> which you know, can be distracting, but you know. Well, there are it, priorities. If you have to play with the kids, I totally get it. That is so yeah. cool though. What about someone who doesn't have what your kids are getting, which is invaluable, growing up and not being scared of technology? It seems even if I talk about, let's say, virtual reality and making that people go, whoa, that's intimidating. No, it's not. It's just doing 3D modeling. It's handling modeling clay in your computer. But how do you get around the intimidation factor with somebody who doesn't have what your kids have, who isn't growing up with it and very used to it? I think you kind of said it, too we're modeling clay, right? So that's what it is, right? You're modeling. So getting that, that physicality involved, like, Hey, let's, let's model something right now. I'll give give you some Play-Doh. I'll get some Play-Doh and let's try and make a duck, right? You know, you do something like that. And the way you think about it, it's like, what does a duck look like, right? What is the shape? And that's sort of the key, right? It's manipulating shapes, Right. So we know a duck's body is, well, let's start with like sort of like an oval shape, right? The neck is going to be cylindrical, right? And then the head is also sort of oval, right? So coming up, like breaking it down into the basics and now taking those basics and trying to recreate that with, you know, a 3D tool. And that's what you do, right? So you would create a sphere, you know, and then you would stretch that sphere into an oval. And then you add another, another sphere, another, and then you stretch that. And it's this manipulation. So the tough part, really, it's not the concept, right? We all understand the concept, right? If I give you clay, I tell you what to do, no problem. But if I tell you the same thing, you're going to get overwhelmed. So having that exposure, first of all, is understanding that, okay, we're just dealing with basic shapes and manipulating those shapes. The tough part and the challenging part, and software companies are handling this, they're getting better 
is creating that interface to make it easier and make it less intimidating. Because when you open some of these 3D tools, they just, they put so much in front of you and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do first and so on. So it's getting better. It's getting, these interfaces are getting better. It's getting more intuitive. So it's like, okay, here, I see this little circle. That's probably the sphere. Let me put that on the screen and let me just mess around. Let's have some fun with it, right? Now that we're doing a lot of online stuff, people want, they're more engaged to, to take advantage of, you know, these webinars and to learn new skills, especially digital skills. And I think that that's also going to help because the more people do it and get exposed to it, the more comfortable they'll be and more, the more of a norm, right? It's going to be part of your norm. It's going to be a basic tool set, right? Our mental tool set that we have in our, you know, in society. And so we're just going to keep building on that, you know, and the software is going to play a key, people doing it's going to play a key, you know, and just anybody just, you have to actually do it. You have to try it. And I think that's really the main thing is exposure. Even if you don't have access to the technology, you have access to the same concepts. So break it down as simple as you can. What has been, in addition to the thermodynamic plastic and little bits, a new resource that you found that really is something that's sparking your imagination and going to have some new projects going for you within the next year or so? As I mentioned before, candies, confectionery stuff like that. I want to continue down that vein of baking and manipulating these different confections, right? Like I want to understand more, you know, I've learned how to use isomalt now, which, you know, which is pretty cool because you can do like glass effects and, you know, like it's basically like you can do glass blowing techniques, right? And these really cool things that you see on TV, you can totally do that yourself at home. And especially it's great during the holiday time when you're working with gingerbread, because I find that the isomalt works much better than the standard, you know, royal icing that you would get. Like, especially if you get those kits, those gingerbread kits, right? And then you get the icing in there and it never like stays in place and it falls apart. We'll just switch that out with isomalt and it's going to be like rock solid. So things like that, I really like, I really enjoy. And I think it's it sort of reduces that intimidation factor that we talked about, right? Because everybody knows, like, everybody knows and loves eating sweets. <laughs> so let's use that, right? Let's use that as the platform, the learning platform, and, and let's do fun stuff with it. Let's, let's do some engineering. We'll learn some engineering skills without knowing that we're learning engineering skills. We're learning chemistry, right? We're understanding like, you know, you know, what temperature, right? What temperature that the ice melt needs to be at before it starts to brown, right? If we want to maintain a clear you know, consistency and all that stuff, right? So these are things that you're forced to learn without being forced to learn, so to speak, right? You kind of want to learn this. So that's kind of the direction that I've been going is trying to involve more of that. I think I, I really like that. And then the other aspect is really more, it's not more on a, a product or a material, but more on a concept. And the concept is culture, right? Being inspired by culture. And I had a webinar last year about that where it was about masks and the different masks for different cultures around the world, what they meant, 
right, to that culture and looking at the similarities and actually making one ourselves, you know, that just to, you know, appreciate that, right? Because, you know, we're all humans, we're all on this planet, you know, we come from different cultures and we create culture ourselves, right? So with our communities and then with the, you know, the larger areas. And so it's fascinating, right? I really enjoy that. And I want to use that in the projects moving forward. And now would be a great time for us to give your YouTube channel and any other links you want for people to see what you're creating. You know, it's funny because YouTube, I mean, it's a great platform. I have some things on YouTube. So I'm looking at what other people are doing. I'm like, okay, I got to do this YouTube stuff more. I have one video on there, which was, as I did a while ago, and it has like a robotic lightning McQueen. And he's kind of like, it looks like he's dancing to some music. That actually got a lot of views, which was surprising for me. And I just kind of put it out there, right? It was just for fun. So I need to do more stuff like that. I have another one that I just have to spend time editing a little bit, but it's basically a review of my kids and I. We're reviewing Optimus Prime. There's like a robot Optimus Prime that actually transforms with voice command. And we had a lot of fun with that. That was really cool. So I'm going to put some more stuff on there and try and be better with the YouTube. And, and, and again, learn from what other people are doing so that I can, you know, have a better polished, you know, content and, you know, hopefully, you know, teach more people. And, you know, basically that's what Maker Mindset is, right? You, you share what you've learned with others and, you know, continue on that path. Mitchell's YouTube channel is Mitchell Malpartida, spelling his last name M-A-L-P-A-R-T-I-D-A, and you can follow him on Instagram at mmalpartida. Although I admit I'm in awe of all you're doing right now. I don't know how in the world you find the hours in the day. I loved your crab rave. I loved the... <laughs> Thank you. That was kind of interesting. It occurred to me to wonder if the project that took you out of your comfort zone was the Rube Goldberg machine, or if you would name another one, if I were to ask you what project took you out of your comfort zone within this last year. The Rube Goldberg was interesting because, like, you know, you you see these really complex contraptions and it's just like okay there's a bowling ball it's rolling down and it's hitting a tire and the tire is up and it's so many things and it maybe it only lasts just like two minutes right but the time it took to get all that set up it's just amazing and i did one with my family and it was like I don't even know, 10 seconds or something, but it took like days <laughs> for us to do because, you know, it doesn't work the first time. Right. And that's, that's, you know, you have to accept that it's not, it's probably not going to work the first time around or even the second time or third time, depending on what you're trying to do. But it was fun to see how it all came together. And, and it was like only 10 seconds long. So the people that are create these really complex Rube Goldberg machines, you know, hats off to them for having the patience, you know, the patience and, you know, that process. And that's sort of like what I want to instill in my children, right? It's just, hey, you know what? This is not going to, it might not work first time around. Let's just keep going at it. And, but look at the end result. Look how awesome that is. You know, that's the goal is to, to reach that and to get something that you feel proud of, right? So that... That project took me out of my comfort zone, working again with the, you know, the confectionery stuff, because I'm not a baker, right? But I really enjoyed it. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to do more of that. And I think that's something that people will enjoy. Here's where to find out more about Mitch's current projects. The website I have to update, but it's masterfulcreations.com. And on Instagram, 
and Twitter, most of the social media, if you just look up my name, it'll probably be Mitchell Malpertita or just M Malpertita, first initial, last name. And you can follow me there and just give me a shout out. Tell me what you like or what you want to see. That's that's something I'm interested in too, in seeing like other perspectives and you know, what is something that someone else wants to see that maybe I didn't even think about and could be a really fun project. What have you, as a maker and educator and dad, not done yet that you really want to do within the next year or so? I want to work with AI more, machine learning. And I even backed the Kickstarter for, it's called Oak D. And it's a small device. It's actually like, I mean, this is just the box, but it's, it's about like the size of a lighter, maybe a little bigger than a lighter, excuse me. And it has AI on board of a camera system. And so it really makes it easier just to get involved with machine learning and, you know, the computer vision. And so I have some ideas from products that I want to bring to market that, you know, involve AI and involve, you know, the maker mindset and, and, you know, steam concepts for education. And so this is the kind of stuff that, that I look forward to getting my hands dirty with and, hopefully have something to share. Can't wait to see these. Keep me posted. Sure thing. Finally, Mitchell, what have you learned from this past year, working remotely and watching your kids grow about innovation, creativity, and making a difference as a maker? For this past year, you have to, you have to make time. That's the thing, right? Because we get kind of wrapped up on things that, you know, are very engaging, like I'll give you an example. It's a guilty pleasure. Sometimes, you know, binge watch <laughs> stuff on Netflix and or, you know, HBO or whatnot. But, you know, it's as opposed to just doing that, you know, taking time and look at something and, and feel that there's something that you yourself can do. Right. And I think as opposed to just always consuming, which is what I was talking about with the binge watching, creating. Right. And that could be as simple as baking, right? And having fun with that, or just like, you know, making stuff for loved ones and, you know, for yourself and just to actually have to do it, you know, and it can start with just a paintbrush. Mitchell, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. It's fun. You and I have been listening to technologist, maker and storyteller, Mitchell Malpartita, founder of Masterful Creation Steam Academy. And Mitch has a couple of exciting things coming up. If you're going to be in the Las Vegas area in May, he's going to be exhibiting at the Las Vegas Science and Technology Festival happening May 6th at the Expo at World Market Center. Admission's free. You'll find more information about that at SciFest.Vegas. Now, in addition, he's also putting together some new maker kits, STEAM, Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math maker kits. You can either find those on his website, masterfulcreations.com, or by emailing info at masterfulcreations.com. And meanwhile, happy Valentine's Day. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon, 
here's wishing you a cappuccino day.